but yourself If you ain't on that, won't nothing else help Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness You ain't with that, you probably living like savages Health, wealth, knowledge yourself If you ain't on that, won't nothing else help Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness You ain't with that, you probably living like savages What's up good people, welcome to episode 127 of the Project Rook Podcast This is your holistic and common sense pursuit of health and wellness. I'm your host, Rook the Great. I know what you may be thinking. Well, Rook, who the hell told you that you were great? And I would ask you, who the hell told you that you weren't? Greatness is in the air. It's in the air. Don't you feel it? It's a wave. Hop on. What's going on, good people? I had to drop back in. I, I couldn't even wait until next Wednesday because I wanted to get back to you. I wanted to continue the conversation. I want you to know that there are solutions. I want you to know that you have choices, options. There's more to the story. Listen, <clears throat> so... I understand that people are experiencing a lot right now. Um, Real talk. And there are people who are connected to other people who are either sick right now and or, you know, those people have actually died. So some family members, some friends, some whomever. Okay. I get it. I understand exactly what's happening right now. And I'm also understanding that, yeah, when things happen that are directly connected to you, you feel that. You feel that differently from from when you are watching from afar. I understand that. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. And you know how I roll. So I don't mince words and I don't, you know, this is just straight no chaser. The bottom line is this, right? You're going to have to make a decision. You're going to have to decide. You're going to have to decide if you're going to fold or if you're going to step up to the plate. You're going to have to decide if the pain is going to destroy you. If you're going to stay in that place of confusion. If you're going to blame somebody else. If you're just going to be angry. If you're going to be defensive about it. If you're going to go into victim mode. You're going to have to decide if you believe that health is hit or miss. You're going to have to decide if you believe that you being well comes down to luck. You're going to have to decide whether or not that you're going to take that pain. You're going to take that frustration. You're going to take that hurt. You're going to take that disappointment. And you're going to use that shit to fuel you. You're going to use it as fire. To fuel you, I mean, to kick you into gear to say, I'm going to now take all of this. See, there's going to be some purpose to what it is that I'm feeling and experiencing right now. Like my people have gone on. They have transitioned. It ain't nothing you can do to undo that. I'm sorry to tell you that. And I I don't get any satisfaction from people suffering. I wouldn't do the work that I'm doing if I did. Right? I, I, I wake up excited to work with people to let them know that there are options let's try something different let's believe in our power let's activate some of that power right we understand all of that 
But at the end of the day, baby, you're going to have to decide. You're going to have to decide. I mean, it's some hardcore decisions that what will you learn from that transition? If someone, if you have been through this last four months, if you've experienced death near you, first of all, remembering that everybody is on their own path and that if a soul has decided to transition up out of here, it was the time in which they ultimately decided whether they were conscious of it or not. You kind of got to deal with that. All right. We have to that's a whole nother episode address how we deal with death and that we see it as an ending. It is not an ending. I, I understand our desire. The flesh desires and yearns for that physical, right? That physical body, that physical connection. I get it, but we got to respect the process. And if death has happened, that spirit has decided to transition on. It is what it is. Right now, the next phase, and I'm not saying you shouldn't grieve. Let's not be stupid, all right? I wouldn't suggest that. I think every feeling is valid. So if you're feeling like you're grieving, then allow that process to be. If you feel like you're hurting, allow that process to be. If you feel like you're confused, let that process to be. However, right, let that cycle run its course. And then after that, you're going to have to decide what will you learn from their experience? And then what will you do with what you've learned? That's the question. Because it's a lot of sickness around us and it's a lot of death around us. And I am here to tell you that you can choose how you go about this experience. You can choose how you decide to navigate these waters. You can choose how you decide ultimately or when you decide to finally exit. And it doesn't have to be right now. It doesn't have to be when you're 30. It doesn't have to be when you're 40 or 50 or 60. You understand what I'm saying? Those numbers mean nothing. Those are human numbers. If, if nobody gave you a calendar, you wouldn't even know how old you are. You don't even know how old you are. So as far as I'm concerned, you can just throw that away, right? If somebody asks you, I don't know, I don't keep track no more. Especially if it's holding you down, especially as every year that passes, you feel like you're getting older and you start looking forward to your body falling apart. You start looking forward for your health to be vulnerable and for you to acquire some sort of sickness and you start going down. If that's the case, throw that out the window, Decisions have to be made. And I'm talking to the people that have decided <laughs> it's going to be a little bit different for me. I don't like it. It don't feel good to watch what I've been watching, but I got to dig deeper. I want the truth. I need this to fuel me, fuel my path to the truth. I got to get to the bottom of what's going on. And then I also have to learn how to make sure that I don't experience that same thing. That's the game. Ain't no time for you to be stuck in your feelings. Again, feelings are valid. They play a role, let them do what they do, but we ain't got time to be stuck in them. At some point you're going to have to come up for air. All right. You, you wallow, you stay there, you soak. I get it. 
Okay, and then you got to come up from air, baby. Life does go on. I It might not sound right or appropriate or whatever you want to call it, but it does. And you're going to have to decide how will life go on for you. Will it be doom and gloom? Will you never feel inspired again? Will you never feel love again and happiness? Will you never have a, a optimistic outlook about things? Will you just feel as though you a victim? It's the system. It's their fault that people who look like you are sick. Where will you stay? Where will your mind stay? Whose report will you believe? You got to decide that, people. And so that's why I wanted to come on back. I want to break a couple things down for you. Because knowledge is power, but uh, <laughs> knowledge applied. Like we got to take this knowledge and apply it. Let's talk application. Let's talk becoming practitioners. We're too concerned with what other people are doing and trying to wake other people up. Walk your talk. Make sure what you're talking is working for you. And then the rest will take care of itself. You ain't got to worry about it. You ain't got to stress over your parents. You ain't got to, I tweeted that earlier. You ain't here to wake your parents up. Been talking to just a lot of people that's in that place of, you know, just different dynamics. And I get it. I've I've experienced it. I'm, trust me, I'm there with you. But your job ain't to wake your parents or nobody else up. Whoever said that, that they came to earth to wake somebody up, mm, doubt it. You might feel like that. No, that ain't your job. Because the fact that you can even see that somebody is asleep, how do you even see that? Because everybody is where they need to be. Everybody is where they're supposed to be based on their thoughts, their mindsets, their vibrations, their energy, their experiences. Like everybody is in exactly on that path the way they're supposed to be. So who who told you that they were off track? Who told you that they were asleep? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know because I say it too. All right, I'm guilty. I've said, you know, people sleepwalking like, wake up, sucker. I say it too. So, uh, let's get into it. I want to talk about um, three things. I want to talk about three things your body is doing. You must know that your body is doing when you when it gets sick okay and then what you can do to support it I think is exciting news personally I might be biased because I you know this my lane so if it didn't get me excited I don't know why I would be doing it why are you doing things that don't get you excited why are you doing things every day that don't get you excited I don't know you have to take that up with yourself so but I think I'm hope, like after we really dig into this, I want you to feel so good about knowing that your body got your back. <laughs> what? Like everything that you've been told about your body trying to fight you and your body trying to kill you and and attacking you. Nope. The evidence says otherwise, boys and girls. The evidence says otherwise, and so. All right, so let's 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 start here. Let's talk about one. What is the what's the first thing the body is doing 
when it gets sick. All right. Number one. It is identifying something. Step one is an identification. Let's think about a mosquito bite. Okay. Go with me just for a moment. So a mosquito comes, lands on your skin. They have what is called, it's not actually a bite. They have what is called, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it correctly, pro, I think it's called pro, proboscis, proboscis, I think. I think it's, a, yeah, look it up. But this is that kind of like the trunk, kind of like their mouth, the, that a long, if you ever seen kind of close up pictures of insects, that elongated mouth part that actually is being in, they stick that in your skin, puncture the skin, right? So delicate, so fine. Most of the time you don't even feel it. Typically, sometimes you will, you can look down and you can kind of feel something, but you know, a lot of times you don't feel a mosquito bite until after you start scratching, right? So what happens is that they come in to get some of that juicy blood you got, right? But in the process of that, they produce chemicals that mixes with the blood that helps them, that is able for them to process it, so to speak, right? Well, after they do that, some of those chemicals get left behind. Okay, it gets good here. Stay with me. After that happens, what's the first thing that you notice? Boom, itch. What is that itch? Identification. The body has identified that there has been a disruption in the environment. The normal flow of things, something has happened. <laughs> okay, just, just go with me now. I know I'm a little bit more excited than you may be, but just go with me because it's good. It's going to all tie in together, right? So it identifies something has happened. We have sense that the normal flow, I don't want to use the word trouble, right? That's not it. I like, I like disruption. There's been a disruption on the scene. Step two, right? Remember we're doing three points. What is your body doing? It responds. Ooh, but I went too fast. Let's go back to step one. Once it identified, what is that itch really doing? When you scratch, that itch is sending a signal through your nerves to your brain that says, yo, we got a situation. All right. We need you to activate some things, send some help. All right. You know, like how when they call, when there's an accident or a fire, the, the, a lot of times, your periods of time where firemen hang out at the fire station. They locked and loaded. They ready. At any moment when the call comes, all they got to do, the, the truck is already packed. It's ready to go. <clears throat> all they got to do is get the call. They hop in. Boom. That same type thing. Your body identifies that there's a problem. And it sends word. It says word to the control center. Got a problem on the scene. All right. Number two, 
then there's a response. So the brain says, oh, snap. We got some foreign chemicals. How do we respond to foreign chemicals? What typically happens after you scratch? You start seeing some inflammation as a there is a bump that begins to form there because the brain signals that there is something foreign, something that is quote unquote toxic to the body. We're going to move fluids to that area. We're going to move blood to that area. We're going to move lymph to that area to begin to deal with the issue at hand. The fire truck gets sent to the accident scene. You see what I'm saying? It's the same concept. It's the same thing that's happening. And boom, they get there and they go to work. Somebody trapped in a car. What they doing? And that's step three. That's that step three is the restoration. So there's an identification that there's a problem. There's a response that is sent or that happens, right? And then there's a restoration point that, what is restoring? What is the body doing? When that inflammation happens in that area, we got the five trucks who come in. We want to help the people who may be trapped in the car. So they go to work. They got the jaws of life, right? They clearing if there's any spills or any gas that has leaked on the road. They clearing all of that out. So we got the repair crew who coming through to immediately address the issue at hand. But then guess who we got coming behind them? Boom, EMT. Because EMT got to help the people who injured. They going to come in and, you know. We might need to do some, you know, we might need a, a defibrillator. We not, we might need to give somebody some oxygen. We might need to get, do you understand what I'm saying here? The concept is the same. So with that mosquito bite, that inflammation comes in. We, we send the fluids there and there's two things that's happening to the injured area. One, <laughs> that limp. That lymph fluid is helping to move whatever that waste is, whatever that toxicity is, whatever that quote unquote poison is. It is the garbage channel for moving that out of the body. But what moving more oxygen, what moving more blood into the area does, it increases the oxygen, the oxygen, which is the restoration. (laughs) Waste out, problem out healing in and you can apply that to a broken arm you can apply you can apply that to a punctured organ and you can apply that to any other illness the body will identify a problem it will respond to that problem and it will begin to restore that problem that's what sickness is so the idea That because we say things like someone who is constantly sick has a weak immune system. That's not actually true because if the immune system wasn't working, you wouldn't even be sick. You wouldn't even get sick. That that what we are calling sickness is the body's way of purging, fixing, repairing. So the immune system is working. 
it may be working in overtime because the body is so toxic and the or, or the eliminative organs may be so weak that what should normally be broken down by the liver, what should normally be able to move through the lymphatic system, move to your kidneys and, and move right on out of your body through your urine, it's not happening that way. That could be part of the problem. But the point still remains. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. So let's tie this into a so-called virus. Uh, see, virus is just a whole nother discussion. And if you haven't watched the webinar, which I need to do an update on it because I think I did that back in April. Um, until we understand what a virus is, like a virus is developed within the body. And it's not... An organism. This is why you can't spread a virus. You can spread bacteria. Mm-hmm. But you can't spread a virus. If you could spread a virus, how is it that you go into work? We talked about this before. Your co-workers got a cold sore. You don't go in there with a mask on. They don't come in there with a mask on. A cold sore is, we do know that that is from herpes simplex virus it's a symptom this is this is medical world right we, we're following their definitions this is a symptom from the presence of the herpes simplex virus so why don't you wear a mask in that case and since you don't wear a mask why don't you catch it why the next week you don't pop up with a cold sore because that's not how it works it's internal it's the terrain it's what's happening on the inside and when the body is so toxic, having such trouble with breaking down waste, it will create viral loads as a almost as a dissolvent to help break that down. This is why you can detox viral loads out of the body. This is why I can give you example after example of people who so-called tested positive for HIV Right, went through a cleansing process and now no longer test positive, even though the, 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 the tests are faulty, just like COVID tests are. But that's another discussion for another day. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So let's play it out a little bit. Let's walk through it. Let's just say we went to... <laughs> where is it that people can go to, right? Because, you know, there are certain things you can go to that, you know, you cannot wear a mask and it's okay in the other places that you can't. So let's say we went to dinner, all right? Five of us, we went to dinner, cool. It's about 30 people in the restaurant, all right? Come to find out one of the workers had tested positive. See, part of me, I don't like talking about this conversation because there's two parts that are so significant that if you don't understand, it it makes the rest of it kind of like some bull crap, right? The first part is mind. Like people believe in this virus. Belief. Do you, do you understand? Like the belief factor is so freaking powerful. That if you go fearing a thing, you will draw. It literally is a mental virus. So whereas there's a placebo effect that because you believe taking a pill will help you, 
than it actually does. There's also what's called the nocebo effect. And it's the opposite. Because you believe in this negative thing, because you believe this is detrimental to you, because you believe the threat exists, then it affects you the same way. This is really the secret to like manifestation. When you really start manifesting things, when I don't know if you've ever listened to people talk about the process and one of the things that they really emphasize is about how you feel. You must feel that you already like whatever your feeling would be if you had the money that you want, you must feel that like the way the universe responds, the way energy, the life force responds to us energetically is where we are vibrationally. So it doesn't matter if you actually have the physical money in your hand. If you can feel as loving and excited, as hopeful as you would, as if you actually had it, you can draw that thing to yourself. The same thing applies when it comes to illnesses, viruses, whatever else. On the on the flip side, if you feel as though this is a threat to you, if you feel as though you are putting your life in danger, if you feel as though this is a compromising scenario that you ever notice when people like scared of kids, like especially like they just think they just carry germs, right? Oh, they so nasty, them kids, they snotting all over everywhere. I mean, I've said it. <laughs> and if they're around, if they see a sick kid come, they are expecting to get sick. Like, oh my God, I just know all them little kids that came in here, they all was coughing and snotting. It seems so minor. Like, what you trying to say? Are you really saying just because those kids came, were sick, and I really thought they were going to make me sick. And I really did get sick. Are you telling me it was just based on my thoughts alone? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if you're ready to accept that or not. And it's fine if you're not. But that's number one. That's significant. We're going to get back just, just to where we were. But just, just hold that for a second, right? So that's one. Number one is the mind part. Number two is <laughs> just understanding exactly what these things are. Like, I already know most people, for me to say you cannot catch a virus, they're going to give me an example that, okay, well, that's what you say, but so-and-so had the flu, and when I went around them, I got the flu too. But what did you get? See, see, you can't explain to me what you got. You're ex what you're saying to me is that after you were around someone with symptoms, you now began to exhibit symptoms as well. Why, though? Why, why, though? Because you definitely can spread bacteria. But if Jill over here was around y'all too and she didn't get sick, why did the bacteria affect you and not her? Because it's you, Jill, and, you know, Maxine. Maxine was the one who had the flu. Jill was around y'all. Y'all was all in the same room together. You know, y'all had to ride in the car together. But Jill didn't get sick. Why did you get sick? And Jill? Don't you think that's worth asking? Don't you think that's important to know? 
because it's telling you that something is happening, that it's not the bacteria that's making you sick. It's the fact that your body cannot respond. Listen, listen, let's go back to the mosquito bites. Let's go back. Why does your body come in contact with the bacteria and it begins to identify that there's a problem and when Jill's body comes in contact with it, it doesn't because bacteria is only a problem in a toxic environment when there is unhealthy tissue when there is weak tissue when there is destroyed tissue that's when bacteria fungus any other microorganisms can prove to be deadly for you that's the difference so if you want and we're gonna talk i'm gonna walk you through what i would do if somebody told me i had a virus right which I don't know how I would find out because I wouldn't be going to get no tests. But, you know, whatever. We'll walk through it. Like, we'll, how will we respond to that if this is the case? Because what I want you to start doing is I want you to start seeing your body. If if you start to exhibit symptoms, know, oh, it's a reason. Oh, my body's responding to something. My body has identified. See, that's what the fever is. There's an identification. And even doctors will tell you this. The fever is present because there's infection in the body. Well, obviously, the body is doing something. So why do we keep trying to stop the natural processes that the body is doing? Now there's a purging of the mucus. So much, right? We coughing. The lungs is trying to release, right? Is mucus in the lungs? Could be some foreign agents in the lungs. Could be some excess microorganisms and bacteria that the that the lungs is trying to release. And what do we do? We gonna take some drugs. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. And how many times do you think you can continue to suppress your body's natural ability to purge? Before it hits a breaking point. Not that doesn't even take into account the drugs that like the side effects of going to run to get Tylenol, Benadryl, NyQuil. All full of chemical crap that you don't even need. You can look at the active ingredients because that's what they put at the top of the box. But make sure you go all the way down to the bottom because the inactive what they call inactive ingredients is usually about 15 other ingredients that they got at the bottom that says inactive, right? Crap you don't need that your liver got to try to break down. Like you already in a compromised state. Your system is already weak. And now you're going to bring in some synthetic crap that now your body got to try like, what the hell is this? We got to break this down too. We got to move this out too. So you think the medicine is helping you, but really it's just suppressing. What it does is the body takes its attention off the initial problem. So as it was trying to purge some waste out of your system, it can no longer address that. <laughs> we got all these drugs she done brought in. We got to break this down. So the energy focus goes from that, what you was initially trying to address to the crap that you taking in and you think it helped you. All it did was stop your symptoms. And so when you start seeing people get sick back to back to back, your old immune system is working because the immune system is trying to, it has identifying constant problems and it is constantly trying to respond and restore. <laughs>
And if you don't allow the body to naturally restore, you're going to have a problem. And eventually you start seeing things break down. You start seeing your knees go down. You start seeing your hips go down. You start not to be able to sleep at night because you've disrupted. (coughs) Excuse me. Because now you've, as the body becomes more and more toxic, you start to destroy nerve tissue and those nerves are controlling a lot of your harm of your hormones and now your hormones start to go down and those hormones were controlling how well you sleep at night it was controlling how well you're able to focus it was controlling how happy or sad you are so now you find yourself depressed it was controlling how well you metabolize and now you're gaining weight and nobody knows why and it's all connected until you start looking at the body as one whole You cannot cut it up and slice it up. I know that's what we're doing. You cannot spot treat. You cannot say I have an issue with my pancreas and just try to just deal with the pancreas. You have to look at the whole system. How did the pancreas go down? How did it get weak? So a cold is not a problem. Sickness is not a problem. This is natural. So what do we do when we're sick? We, had, we, we understand that what the body is trying to do when it gets sick. So how do you support it? Well, the first doggone thing you do is stop taking in the mess that's weakening it. Even, for the, even if you ain't going to continue to do it like forever, at least for that period of time. Honor your body. All right. Doing if you you feel yourself starting to get sick, the worst thing you could do is go get you soda and pizza. <laughs> that probably ain't the move, baby. That ain't the move. Okay. Uh well, what was the next point I was gonna make? Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is my body's attempting to purge. It's attempting, it has sent. The fire crew and the EMS to an area in my body that needs to be addressed. So I need to support that. We, we're not even getting, like, good hydration. I, I didn't know it was grown adults who don't even drink water. Like, we waking up drinking tea or coffee and latte frate chapalates that's full of all types of crap. And you can always tell people who drink a lot of their calories they can be small in size and got the biggest little belly. All that little artificial sugar, that synthetic sugar, just sitting. That high fructose corn syrup going straight to the gut. So, let's talk about what would Rook do? I ain't saying that you should do what I would do. I'm just going to walk you through what I would do because truth be told if I go back to let's see probably the end of January the end of January so my husband got sick and you know men be like over the top right they get a little cold they they, they about half dead so I took it with a grain of salt, like, okay, bro, right? He didn't have no cough. He didn't have no snotting, but he was just like, 
you know how you feel ill, almost like a flu, right? So I'm like, okay, all right. But it, like I started to know that he was like real, really serious because he don't lay around. He's not a lay around. He's very active. So I'm like, okay, snap. He might be, he might be experiencing a little something. And that lingered for several days and he started to feel a little bit better. He was like, yeah, I'm still not right. You know, and I gave him all my herbs. You know, we put the whole concoction together. Boom, boom, boom. And he went through still, it was almost like two weeks, which is very bizarre for him. Right. And I was thinking to myself like, damn, I need a good cold. I had a good cold in a while. I mean, I know we like often talk about kind of brag about not getting sick and for the most part the cleaner that you get your body um you're not going to experience illness as often as another person you just not there's nothing that your body your body isn't trigger it's it's like cleaning up your body one thing that I noticed the more that I've kind of detoxed and cleansed uh, pollen used to bother me now I don't even know when it's out I don't even know the more toxic you are, everything becomes an irritant to you. Damn it, everything can stimulate an immune response. Like, it's cold outside, you're going to get sick. You go out in the sun, you're going to break out. Like, damn near everything. Like, you eat fruits and vegetables that make you sick. But you can eat Oreos, though. They won't bother you. You eat Doritos, you'll be fine. Chinese food, you're good. Red Bulls. Yeah, all of those you'd be good. But it, <laughs> anything, the more natural it is, the more it's going to stir things up within you. And that's just a sign again of how weak your system is, how toxic your system is. There's some cleansing that needs to take place. There's some purging that needs to take place. So back to my story. So after I said that, like I really like was serious. Because I was just feeling like I need to, let me do a good, I know the benefit of a good cold. And I know through my years of cleansing, I've gotten into like little periods where I've been able to cough up. I know years worth of just mucus. I mean, dark, you know, dark orange and yellow. Like, where the hell is this coming from? So... I'd be damn, it won't even probably three weeks after that. <laughs> I started to feel odd, not myself, weak. And I was like, ooh, okay, let's get it. So I wasn't worried. I wasn't concerned. And all of what's happening now, none of this had really kicked into gear. And that's not where my mind goes anyway. Right. I, I don't I don't allow the outside to dictate what's happening. So my mind didn't go on. Oh, my God, I might have got this or that. I was like, oh, it's showtime, baby. Let's work. <laughs> Let's work. Do your thing, body, because you know best. So what do we do? Number one, I acknowledge my body is at work. I ain't tripping. I'm chilling. I know the most important thing that I can do right now is rest. Right. So I ain't tripping. Number one. Number two, I'm going to watch my appetite and I'm not going to make myself eat because the body will naturally show you it will pull the appetite away. 
You find, you know, old school, you know, your mom and your grandma, baby, you need to eat. You need to eat something, baby. And you're like, grandma, I don't want nothing. No, you got to get your strength up. You need to eat. The problem is when there's injury, and we know this from watching animals and watching the animal planet, right? Uh, when digestion stops, cleansing begins so when a body needs to attend to something some sort of in energy some sort of injury and injury can doesn't have to be physical now it could be chemical injury there could be emotional injury this is why some people can make themselves sick just by their emotions and their thoughts and the stress the body will pull the appetite we ain't got time to eat like Eating is not the top priority. Cleansing is. So the energy goes towards that. It takes a lot of energy for the body to break down and process food. So you will notice your appetite goes away. You don't force feed. You don't make yourself eat. That's silly. If you're concerned about nutrition, what will Rook do? During this time, I go to my fresh squeeze orange juice. I know I got good nutrition there. If, if I do feel a little bit hungry, I'm going to my fruits. I'm going straight electrical. I already know that prime, the top of the food chain when it comes to electricity is my fruit. Vegetable second. Okay? So I'm going there. I'm, that, that's where I'm going. I'm going to my fruits. Like I said, my fresh squeezed orange juice. I got my distilled water. I'm bringing in my herbs and I'm going to give you a list of herbs. I've, I've put together a post of everything, right? They got links um, of everything that I'm going to mention to you. There are certain things I need to put together like a toolkit of just some things that everybody should have in a arsenal. Um, you should just keep, especially if you have a family, have children, like they're just things that you should have almost like a first aid kit for the house. So, if there's whatever that comes up, you can support your body. And there's certain things that you should just have on tap. Um, I think herbs work together, work well, really well together. Um, what the, what are, what are the herbs really doing though? Let's talk about that. What are the herbs really doing? These are plants, all right. Just as as a reminder, it's like you eating lettuce. It's a plant. The plants essentially. Herbs can be either therapeutic or they can be nutritive. Sometimes they can be both. Um, nutritive is just what it sounds like. There's is providing nourishment and nutrition to the body. There's some strength and strengthening that is able to provide to the tissue and cells in the body. Therapeutic is helping to cleanse. So let's say you have a weak thyroid. You bring in the thyroid herbs, the herbs that speak specifically to the thyroid tissue. And it helps to cleanse that particular area. Now, I can sit here and try to be all philosophical and deep. <laughs> but I ain't going to blow no smoke up your ass. I don't really know how they all work. That's the beauty. That's the mystery of nature. The beauty of all of it is that it's connected to us. That's why 
you can find, whether it's your liver, whether it's your pancreas, whether it's your colon, whether it's your pineal gland, whether it's your, what else we got up in there? The liver, the gallbladder, the blood, the lymph, the nerves don't matter. There is a herb that is specifically for that particular area. You gotta get it. Gotta kind of tap into um, the plant world a little bit, and and learn the consciousness of plants, and learn how there's a language that the plants speak, and that we speak, and we communicate with one another. Um, if you if you study, what's my guy who did uh, made all the invention inventions with uh, George Washington Carver. Who did all he who discovered all the different uses for peanuts and he was a great scientist and they asked him how <laughs> how, how did he know this is what I this is what I want to talk about when we get so caught up in like a degree because somebody got a degree from somewhere I need let's get back to nature baby let's get back to the basics and that there are some of us greatest scientists inventors philosophers they got theirs from the source what source are you talking about rook source baby source whatever you want to call it the life force that energy stream that's flowing through all things do you like the word god cool call it that if you like buddha call it that if you like allah if you like universe if you like ancestors all the same thing don't make me no difference whatever works for you but he was asked how george washington carver black genius is what he was um and they wanted to know how because if i'm not mistaken i can't remember was he deaf or could he not speak um, can't remember which one, but they wanted to know how he was able to, um, come up, <laughs> how he was able to come up with all of, of these great inventions. And it, he said he, he talked to the plants. Now you say that to anybody new or old, like present day old, you know, <laughs> in the past, like yeah, people gonna look at you like you kind of crazy. Like, what? Like, all right, bro. I guess you don't want to tell us the real way. But he just told you. And, you know, life is funny. You have to decide what is too crazy for you. What is unbelievable to you. What is nonsense to you. You got to decide that. But there's an unseen energetic stream that flows to and from all of us that um, gives us ideas that gives us wisdom. What do you think? How do you think I, how do you think you envision things that you've never seen with your physical eyes in your mind? Where do you think that come from? The first person who envisioned the car, they had never saw a car before with their physical eyes. Where did that image come from? Because they had to see it in their mind before they could actually draw it. Or they could actually create, like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, where did that come from? It didn't come from no book. 
So it's different once one car has already been made and then you can kind of, you know, improve upon it from there. But like the cell phone or, or the cordless phone in the house, somebody had to envision that phone without a cord. They had to see that in their mind. That's the magic, baby. So when you tap into that, when you understand that, it's not surprising to you that you can go into the plant world and the plant can speak the same language that the tissues in your body, like the cells have consciousness. This is science. People keep talking about science. Like I'm anti-science. No, I'm anti-stupidity. No, actually that's a lie because I'm not anti-anything. I'm pro, baby. I'm pro-wisdom. I'm pro power i'm pro confidence pro boldness all of those things and i ain't got time for stupidity but this is science look up cell consciousness the cells have a consciousness this is how and we're not gonna move into this yet because i I'm, i'm ready though This is how people are able to heal their body without doing anything. We start talking about some deep, like we, we talk about meditation, but people just be like, you know, they go and sit for a few minutes and, you know, and they might chime and listen to some sound bowls or do, you know, whatever. But I'm talking about moving beyond this physical body and going to a space that elevating beyond the body using the mind to the point that you reverse that you influence the sales i ain't making this up either <laughs> like imagine reversing like do we not believe in healing do we, do we believe at one point in time that certain people could lay hands on another have you ever experienced that or ever read about it? Do you think it's a joke? I ain't talking about that clown stuff we see in churches, right? Because some of that is just tomfoolery. But I mean the real practice of energy healing. That the person didn't take anything. They didn't eat anything. But it was able to, to shift the consciousness of those cells and the body beginning to repair itself instantaneously. Man, that's exciting. But anyway. Should I finish going through everything that I would do? All right, so yeah, let me get back to that. Because I don't want to make this too long. All right, so I'm chilling. I'm acknowledging that my body has identified a problem. That it has sent its, what do I want to call them? It's fire and rescue to respond. I like that. Okay. And now it's going to begin to restore itself once it addresses, like, understand the key part of you can't have the restoration until you address the problem. Like, you got to remove, it's like, (laughs) can you heal, can the body begin to heal if you accidentally stuck a pipe through your arm? Could the body begin to heal? If you didn't have it removed yet. No, you got to have it removed first. (laughs) Okay. So we want to address if there is some toxicity in the body. If you got stung by a poisonous spider, the body is going to attempt to remove that poison 
out of your system by way of your lymphatic system. That's why if you did, the best thing that you could do if you did come in contact with some poison, right, is to take some lymphatic herbs to help your help assist, right, moving that lymph out of the body, adding in some kidney herbs because that's what, you know, that's the organ your, your, that lymph fluid is going to need to filter through, right? So, um, I lost my thought. Where was we going with that? I don't know. But, so that's number one. Oh, we was talking about removing, part of the response is removing the cause of the problem. And then that opens the door to restoration. So I'm bringing in, I'm using the tools that I have. Because really the body's doing all the work. The food isn't the magic. The herbs aren't the magic. It's getting out of the body's way and letting the body do its thing. We're just kind of assisting a little bit. That's all. And then we're using the power of the mind. See, those tools that we use along, you know, with assisting the body, that it just helps with our mind. Like, we believe... It's like telling somebody they're sick, but it's nothing we can do to help you. Most people can't, that that messes with their head. So it would be much better if you gave them a pill that wouldn't even help them. But if you give it to them, it's like, okay, cool, great. I'm going to take this. This is helping me. So we're using the tools because they help impress upon the subconscious. Now, there is a physical aspect of it that does help to assist the body. But again, these are tools. So what am I doing? My body is ill. Boom. I recognize that it has identified an issue, it's responding to it, and it's attempting to restore itself. I'm supporting it. I'm bringing in electricity because that's what helps things move in the body. What do the nerves do? The nerves move. The blood feeds and the lymph cleanses. Okay? I'm bringing in the herbs to assist in that process. I got my distilled water because it helps flush toxins out of the body doesn't have any synth it doesn't have any now i don't want to use the word synthetic but inorganic minerals people think because water has minerals in it that it makes it good but it's like let your toilet water sit for a few days without flushing it it's going to start to form a ring around it what is that ring? What is that black? What are those deposits? Inorganic minerals. So are minerals that your body doesn't recognize anyway. It can't absorb anyway. Inorganic, when I say that, I'm not talking about in the sense of like uh, food production, the presence of pesticides. We're not talking about in that regard. In this regard, we're talking like biologically inorganic absent of carbon, so we are carbon-based beings. So you need carbon-based substances that your body recognizes and can absorb. So that's why we recommended distilled water is absent of that. Okay, boom. Next. Mm, I always have my fresh squeezed orange juice. It's just like, it's something I, it's one of my favorites. Uh, second thing I'm doing. I am... Let me see what else I'm trying to think what I have in my, so I got a couple things that I, I add in, but okay, I'm soaking. So I'm adding my, actually it's not Epsom salt. I prefer dead sea salt, but Epsom salt is good as well. I add that in my bentonite clay and I'm soaking about an hour every day. Yep. I'm sitting in 
because I understand. All right, let's talk about, let's break it down a little bit. That clay and that sea salt, that dead sea salt or that Epsom salt. And that clay, baby, that clay, first of all, pulls toxins. It's porous, like activated charcoal. And I would take that at the end of the day as well. Because porous in the sense that, do we know what porous means? I mean, I'm not saying that you don't. But just understanding that it has minute, small enough spaces where things can flow through it. So it can attach to things and draw and pull things. And the point of supporting your body doing illness is that it is trying to purge. And you just assisting in the process. So you sitting in that water, remembering that water is the greatest solvent on the planet. <laughs> yes. What is solvent? It just means able to dissolve substances. So the greatest substance that you can use to dissolve any other substance is water. Yep. Mm-hmm. The water. We're mostly water, so that makes sense. So sitting in that water, hydrating, because most of us are dehydrated. Um, and allowing your system to purge itself. Opening up the skin pores. Because when you sit in that warm water, you're going to start sweating in there. And what do we want? Like people run away from that. Or you got a fever and you sweating. Good. <laughs> Good. Because the skin is a third kidney. That kidney is an eliminative organ. That's how it pushes things out. So when things are starting to push through the skin, we want that. That's a good thing. Opening up the skin. Opening up your pores. All in the process of assisting your body and responding to whatever it has recognized as a problem. Does this make any sense to you? And then I rest. Most importantly, I rest. All right. If I feel like I need to sleep longer, if I need to, if I feel sleepy at 7 p.m., I go to bed at 7 p.m. I might sleep to 7 p.m., 12 hours, whatever. Hydration and rest. Most important part in this process is really rest. Restoration and rest. And how do you get the restoration? With the rest. And allow my body to do its thing. What's so funny, depending on how old you are, that used to be the recommendations for viruses. They would tell you that we can't give you antibiotics. There's really nothing you can do but stay hydrated and let it run its course. I'm telling you that I remember, all right, being as a child, you know, middle school, high school age, this is what we were told. And you ask, depending on how old you are, you ask your mother or ask your grandmother what the recommendations were. There was no drugs. You stay hydrated. They made a gave you some nasty little chicken soup. <laughs> um, rest and let it run its course. Now, hey, baby, you need a vaccine. Let's drug you up. Let's get these chemicals. Shoot them through your freaking veins. See if that'll help you. <sighs> the body is simple, ladies and gentlemen. 
The body is very, very simple. And as simple as I just walked through that, no matter what else anybody is going through, that anybody brings to me, the concept is the same. We might have to make a few adjustments here or there, but the concept is we're trying to open up the eliminative channels. We're trying to stop taking in what is weakening the body, what is making the body toxic, okay, what is poisoning the body. We're trying to support it in cleansing the backup that has created in the body, and then we're allowing the body to restore itself. Don't matter. Don't matter the illness. It's all the same. And it's only a continual manifestation. The more that you suppress, the more that you take drugs to stop your symptoms, it just backs up. It just builds up. It's just a matter of time. It's a matter of time. It ain't no surprise. We shouldn't be surprised when you when you pop up with fibroids. Because look at everything else that you've been doing. Like we have, women have yeast infections, reoccurring UTIs, and all you're doing is going to get some fungal cream or some antibiotics. And before you know it, it's two months later, you got to take it again. Why don't you address what is happening in my womb where there's a reoccurrence of fungal growth? Why is my system conducive to fungal growth? What is happening? Am I not metabolizing sugar properly? Am I bringing in so much refined sugar, so much refined starch that my system is just inundated with this that is a causing my womb to be a breeding ground for yeast? No, we don't ask those questions. We just go take the drugs. And then again, like I said, after a while, now it moves on to something else and we shocked. We don't know what happened. Oh, but it runs in my family. That's so convenient because it ain't always ran in your family. It ain't always ran. So when did it start? You should look there. Whatever the first occurrence of something that people are saying that is running in your family, you should go back to the, well, who was the first person who had it? So if my granddaddy had it, did his daddy have it? So it started with my granddaddy. Let me look at his life. Let me see how he was living. And I want to come back to stressful living because this is key. All right, we talk a lot about food, and I do believe it's important. All right, I talk a lot about detoxification because I believe it's important. But you need to understand how you are living. This is that mind, body, spirit. That spirit is how you are living, how you are interacting on a day-to-day basis, how you look at life. Are you ups- are you mad about being here? Or do you hate the country? You don't you, you you dissatisfied? You unhappy? You disgusted? You annoyed? You angry? You outraged? Is that where you're staying? Because I'm telling you that's a breeding ground for illness. Remember the injury that your body can be responding to can be physical, chemical, or emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't underestimate, you know, your lifestyle. That's why we say the health and wellness. What is your lifestyle looking like? How are you living on a day-to-day basis? What's your energy level like? Are you in combative mode constantly? Are right, you uptight constantly? 
you outraged because that's the going thing now. Everybody got something to be outraged about. And when something crazy happened, oh, I ain't even tell y'all the story, right? So, <laughs> so I got up here and talked junk. When was it? I talked junk Wednesday. I did. I talked junk talking about how I was invisible and nobody had bothered me without a mask on, right? Well, I be damned. What day was this? Uh... This was Thursday. Or was this Friday? No, I think it was Friday. Today, What's today? Today's Saturday. Okay, I don't know. One of those days, right? <laughs> so, I make a stop. I don't normally go into Walgreens. I can't even think. It's a drugstore, if you're not familiar. And I don't remember the last time I've gone in there. But I was looking for something in particular. And the grocery store didn't have it. So, I, was, I passed it. And I was like, damn, let me go in here right quick. Because they might have it. So turned around, went in the store. So as I'm going in the store, I see a lady who goes in. She has a box in her hand. She doesn't have on a mask. And I don't really pay attention. And I, she kind of turns around and looks at me. And I just walk past her and walk on in. I'm only going in there for one thing. I know exactly what I'm going to get. And I'm actually, I'm going for one thing, but I'm also kind of checking to see if they got something else. All right. I locate what I got, what I'm looking for. Boom. The second item they did have, boom. So I go to check out. And there's nobody up front. It's a lady that's kind of walking behind me. She's giving a check out. So I'm looking back towards the photo section because I do see an associate there. So I'm trying to kind of gauge like, okay, are you only checking out people over there? Or are these registers open? Trying to just get a feel for what's going on. So the lady... <laughs> So the lady is talking to the associate and they're pointing my way. Now, I'm oblivious. I, I'm going to tell you the beauty. I'm going to tell you how, how good it feels to be in a space where you don't make assumptions. Right? That you're not in offensive mode. So I'm not even thinking they pointing at me or she pointing at me. That doesn't even cross my mind. I'm thinking she's asking for something or direct, like she's just pointing in my direction. So... Um, I kind of, he doesn't really give me an indication that I need to come that way. Like he didn't wave me over. So I just kind of sat there and I was waiting. So he comes over and the lady is saying something again. I'm not listening. Cause I don't really care. It's not my business. So I just thought she needed help with something and she was trying to locate an item. So he was like, well, you know, I can call somebody. He goes to pick up the phone and then he's like, uh, well, okay, hold on a minute. And then he just picks up my items and he checks me out. I don't think twice about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> as I'm, I finally check out, I get my bag. I'm going out of the door, right? And I can hear this lady talking. You know how you in it, but you're not paying attention. And I kind of started like paying attention. Like I finally came to like, wait a minute. Is she talking to me? And she was yelling like she was in her car yelling with the window down. You don't have on no mask and you supposed to have, you think you don't have need to wear no mask. Like something about a mask, right? So, and it kind of like as I'm processing it in my brain, I'm like, is she talking to me? But I never turn around. I never break stride. I just keep walking to my car. I'll pop the trunk, put my little bag in. I get in. Right. And I can in the distance, I can hear her still saying whatever. But I'm I'm like, OK, I don't know. Whatever. 
she has to pass by my car to get out of the shopping center. And she passes by and just like slows down and just blows the horn like for about 20 seconds. <laughs> and I never turn around. <laughs> I never, I put my seatbelt on, I'm getting ready to do the reverse. Like I never see she won the confrontation. And I'm almost certain now that I think back and put the pieces together like, oh, maybe she was in the store telling on me. Maybe that's what she was doing by pointing my way, trying to get him to kind of call a manager or whatever. And I, I know I know the rules. I know how this thing works. So he can't really say anything to me. Um, you know, the, the stuff is on the door, but you got to figure out how this stuff. Y'all, y'all got to move beyond just talking points. Start pulling up documentation to see what can be done, what stores are doing. But anyway, that's another story. But like I said, when I start putting the pieces together, like, damn, I think she was talking to me. Now, I laugh because I was like, damn, I was just on a podcast talking junk, talking about <laughs> my energy and vibration and nobody had bothered me and they couldn't see me. But you know what I loved about it? See, she won the problem I was. How was she even able to see me? See, I had to be vibrationally in sync with her for her to even see me. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Like, whenever I'm not in tune, I run into the peasants. I run into the riffraff. It has nothing to do with the people. She wasn't the problem. I was. Because I won't on my game. Like, you understand what I'm saying? And that's why I chuckled to myself like, ooh, that was so good. I like when I get examples like that because it showed me where I am energetically. Now, a bigger point here is something that is also another discussion but is worth mentioning. We got to learn how not to be triggered by stupid stuff and stupid people. See, old Rook would have been like, who the hell are you talking to? <laughs> like old Rook would have took the bait And that's what she wanted Like there are certain people Who need your energy The only thing they know how to do Is be combative So they are looking to For an entanglement with you They want to tussle baby Let's get in a confrontation This is where wisdom comes in Alright I get in a confrontation with this lady Some other people could have came out been like, yeah, she right, you blah, blah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it opens the door for so many other things. She wanted my attention. She wanted me to respond. She wanted me to be combative with her, and I ain't take the bait. That, that, that won my fight. Like, I don't have no issue with her. Again, I'm looking at myself like you the one out of line. The fact that she's evil, even able to engage with you. You got to get your, you got to get your vibrations up, baby. Where you at right now? Ain't that good? That's so good. <laughs> so that, remember your frequency is your protection. Your frequency is your protection. So it was a great lesson because I like reminders. See, when I get up here and talk junk, it ain't like that life don't, you know, bop me upside the head and be like, oh, oh, what about this? <laughs> what now? Oh, I get them and I love them. You need to put into practice. You need to make sure that you can put into practice the stuff that you're saying, the stuff that you talking, you need to be able to back it up. And I talk my junk. 
That's and it's because I can back it up. But whenever I can't back it up, I ain't making no excuses because I know it's me. Right. I ain't blaming. I ain't pulling out my phone to record. Look at Karen harassing me so that everybody can agree. Oh, my God. They over the top. I don't need none of that. All right. I went on about my business. You can call that being a punk. And I wouldn't let nobody have talked to me like, bro, whatever. <laughs> I got bigger fish to, fish to fry. I don't care about that. I don't know that lady. That lady probably was angry for the rest of the evening. She probably got in her car, talked junk all the way home, complained to the people at her house. And if she didn't have nobody at her house, she probably got on the phone and complained. Just angry for the rest of the day at somebody she don't even know. I won't bother her. You know, she had bigger problems. She was overweight. You better, you better. That's putting you more at risk. Do you know the, do you know the numbers of, (laughs) of how obesity and being overweight puts you at more risk of this so-called virus? Yeah, that's a whole nother discussion too. Listen, good people, you got answers, you got solutions, you got options, you got choices. Nobody knows what it's doing. And anytime you go through any sort of sickness, understand that the body is doing three things. It's identifying a problem, it's responding to it, and it's attempting to restore itself. If you would get out of the way, or at minimum, at least assist, right? Don't do anything else that further hinders its natural process. Baby, you'll be on fire in a good way. Your body got your back. You have to get out of this idea that the body is trying to injure you. And even if you got to make that into a meditation, or you got to make that into that into an affirmation all right i honor my body i appreciate it i understand my body is here to support me my body is here to aid me my body is here as a a a source of wellness my body exudes health it exudes wellness you got speak life into your body and stop assuming and stop adopting, allowing somebody else's narrative and somebody else's story that your body is trying to kill you. Because I'm going to tell you this, out of all the Red Bulls and the, and the fried chicken and the Popeye's chicken sandwiches and the hot Cheetos, the barbecue sandwiches, what else we like? What, what, what's on the list? Um... You know, the macaroni and cheese with 15 pounds of cheese and sour cream and whatever else we putting in it. And the McDonald burgers and fries and the taco mystery meat. Like if the it, all the drinking, all the smoking and other drugs that we've done and the body was trying to kill you, it, it, it would have been done that. No, the body, illness is restoration. The body is trying to repair. That's all it is. Honor the process. Honor your body, baby, and your body will honor you. That's guaranteed. And as a man thinketh, so is he. If you are combative, it's like women who claim they want a good man, but you claim you hate men at the same time. How you think that's going to work? <laughs> How you think that's going to work, my love? It doesn't. It doesn't. Right? You have to speak life into what it is that you want. You have to have great expectation for the wondrous things that you desire. 
You have to believe in the greatness and the beauty of what it is that you desire. You can't be hating. It's like people who want money, but you hate rich people. You will never get it. You can write that down and stamp it and say, Rook says so. You will never experience it. As long as you have a problem with the money that other people are receiving for whatever reason, you will never usher in those finances into your life. If you are bothered by people who are underweight, not underweight, but not overweight, right? And you are overweight. You feel like they privileged. They think, what they call it? Thin privilege? <laughs> Skinny privilege? We just be making up shit, right? Whatever you call as long as you despise the thing that you say you want, you will never touch it, ever. It's a contradiction in your vibration. It, just, it will not work. So draw the thing to yourself by an appreciation for it. honoring of it and an expectation you must expect to be well you must expect you don't get sick and have thoughts in your mind oh my god it's the rona this might be it it might kill me like it did uncle bobo no you have great expectations i am i it's unfortunate that uncle bobo didn't make it but i will recover my body is working like my body is not destroying me it is having a is going through a cycle just like everything else in my life. And I will give it the time that it needs to restore itself. Like you must think what you want. You must think the wellness. You must be the wellness. You must live the wellness. This is why we call this thing the pursuit of the no, what do we call it? I'm sitting here trying to say what I call it. Holistic. <laughs> Holistic pursuit. It's a holistic mind, body, spirit, the realness. How do we protect ourselves? Don't be like the people who got big mouths, who complaining about everything that's wrong with the world, who also sick and taking drugs at the same time, who losing their mind, who got anxiety, who got depression and all these other names that somebody else has told them. Because that's all it is. You can't take no anxiety tests. Other than based on telling them how you feel. They don't go and scan your brain and say, he go an anxiety spot. He go a depression tumor. That ain't how they classify mental illness. They just ask you how, based on how you feel. Tell them you've been feeling like this. back. Oh, that must be what that is. Boom. We're going to do a whole series on mental illness. We got this whole. It's so much to dig into. Jeez. But it'll be fun because we learning. And the more you learn, it is, it's empowering. It's, it empowers you like, I don't have to worry about this anymore. I don't have to be afraid of this anymore. Like, I'm good. It's one thing to really know that in your conscious mind, I shouldn't be afraid. I have nothing to be afraid of. All right, nature's here to support me. That's one thing. That's surface level. But to really know it in your soul that I'm really good because I, I got... Not only do I have the spiritual backing, but I actually have the physical knowledge. I have the information that I am seeing. This is how this works. Oh, I really am good. 
So we ain't tripping. So we're not tripping over no illness. We're not tripping over no sickness. Um, some of us got to do a little bit more work than others. Some of us have uh, taken a lot of drugs over a lot of years and done a lot of suppression. Um, and it get a little bumpy. You're a little bumpy trying to address that. But you got to be in it to win it. You got to take your time and decide to shift this thing. If you want something different, if you don't want to come in contact with things that take you out. If you don't want to run to the hospital every time you get a sniffle. Treatment is killing a lot of people. Treatment is killing a lot of people. The numbers, I, I think people will be surprised how many die. Not from the illness itself. But the treatment. It's an art to really supporting and restoring the body back to health. And unfortunately, um, modern medicine doesn't specialize in that. I think they specialize in emergency care, and I think they do a good job. Like, if you need to be stabilized, you got an emergency, and you just need to get yourself stable, like, yeah, by all means, go to the emergency room. That's common sense. But prevention and maintaining your health, no, Lord, no, <laughs> Lord, no. And you can think I'm wrong, but prove it, P prove it otherwise. Cause I, I bet you got examples of your family members. I got examples. Show me, show me people who have been consistently going to their doctor on a yearly basis who exude health. You telling me I need to go get a checkup. But the checkups ain't preventing nothing. The checkups just telling me when I got something. That's all the checkups are for. Keep coming back until we can tell you there's something wrong. Keep coming back until we tell you your number's too high. Keep coming back until we tell you, uh-oh, you got this now. The checkups don't prevent nothing. All right? It, what am I going for? If you ain't preventing the high blood pressure, if you ain't preventing the high cholesterol, if you ain't preventing the diabetes... What am I going for? And then once I come to you and find out my numbers are elevated, the only thing you got for me is a drug with so many other side effects. Come on, guys. That's the moral of the story, boys and girls. Your body knows what it's doing. Get out of the way. Support it. Stop poisoning it. Stop adding more toxic chemicals and drugs to it when it's already trying to purge okay rest bring your stress levels down and believe in your wellness believe more in your health than you do in your illness and you ain't got nothing to worry about that's all I got for you good people until next time peace